so we had a a little I don't know if this was intentional. I don't think it was intentional. Maybe Apple just had itself a little bit of a Google moment. You know, Google had a mishap the other day with a report coming out that they weren't going to do the next Pixel device. They might skip over uh, the budget A-series device. It's like, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, That's a lie. Yeah, they're they're like... We're going to announce it right now. They're like, well, since you guys are skeptical, since you guys are worried, why don't we just do it right now? Why don't we just announce it right now? Why don't we jump right in there and tell you we are going to do the 5A, 5G? Anyway, that just happened recently. And then this morning or I guess it was overnight, there was a leak that came via Siri. And the leak indicated an Apple event coming up Mm. April 20th, which is 420, by the way. Yeah. I don't know. Is that on purpose? I don't know. Can you, why aren't you allowed to do anything on April 20th that doesn't, (laughs) that can just be regular business as usual? Like maybe it's just a coincidence. Maybe this is a, Probably not. Apple's way of trolling, slightly trolling. Maybe. They know what's up. Go on, 420. No, I know, but uh, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I I, I tend to think regular things, regular business takes place on 420 as well. No, no. (laughs) It's all good times. So anyways, there's an overnight leak where Siri was giving away the information. Talking about the Apple event. And uh, uh, telling people to click through to apple.com. In order to get more information, this is what the leak looked like. And all you had to do was ask Siri about an Apple event. And then it said, the special event is on Tuesday, April 20th at Apple Park in Cupertino, California. You can get all the details on apple.com. So that was the first way that it broke. And then, of course, people start talking because everybody's been wondering about this next Apple event, Mm -hmm. as you would do in the technology scene. Few people have... We're speculating that something was going to happen in March, and then we get the news on WWDC, and then Apple comes here April 20th. And so the leak comes out. It starts to, people start to type about it, tweet about it in the middle of the night, and then Apple does what you would do, and they come out and say, oh, yeah, let's just officially do that. Hmm. Now, maybe they planned on officially doing it at that exact moment, anyways, but it is now official, officially official, Hmm. more than Siri official. They're calling the event Spring Loaded, and you can see the logo kind of looks like a spring. Yeah. Which... That's fun. And it's the springtime. Sure. Spring Loaded, Spring Apple logo, Spring Loaded. Boing. Spring into your next Apple product. (laughs) (laughs) We'll help you. Definitely. We'll help you grab that. Yeah, whatever you're looking for. Uh, As with all of Apple's 2020 events, the April 2021 event will be a digital-only gathering with no members of the media invited to attend in person. Here's some of the speculation around products to expect that could show up at this event, April 20th. How about a high-end 12.9-inch iPad Pro featuring mini-LED on a display and a 5G chip? Thunderbolt connectivity camera improvements, and a new A14X chip that's as fast as the M1 chip in the MacBook Air, Pro, and Mini. Nice. Now, that sounds like a package deal. I'll tell you, you know, I'm going to take a shot at this. I'm going to take a guess. I believe that's going to cost you a few dollars. Yeah. 
definitely. That because now they're looking at the price point on the M1, and they want to make these things interchangeable to an extent mm-hmm. that you can. I don't know how many people they expect to get both, but this is the question I get hit with from people. I was going through the drive-thru the other day. Remember I told you about that story? And the guy working the drive-thru was like, hey, man, how's it going? And I was like, oh, hey. This is the type of exchange that you have when somebody recognizes you? Yeah. And then he said, iPad or MacBook? That's what he said to me. I'm sure I've told this story before, uh-huh. but I get this question. And it's increasingly, it's increasingly complex. I don't even know what Apple's telling you these days. The M1 stuff's amazing. Fast, versatile. You can do everything on these laptops. But then they're also going to provide you with an iPad with similar horsepower, and you can touch it. You can write on it with a pen. You can put it in a flippy, flappy case with a keyboard if you like these type of things. Yeah. So it was a really tough choice. I think for him, I ended up recommending the MacBook because I asked if he was really uh, interested in art or um, the alternative input methods. But then at the same time, I'm like, hey, man, sitting on the couch enjoying some content. The speaker system on these iPad Pros is great. Mm -hmm. I was using it this morning. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was. I was on the bike, like the fitness bike. And uh, I put on a track, like I put on some music. Okay. And then, you know, I didn't want to get speakers going or anything. I just had that thing with me on the little tray. And so I I jumped into YouTube music and I played a couple tracks and I got the heart rate going. Right on. You know? Good times. It's honestly the one of the most underrated things about these iPads is just is the attention to audio performance blows me away the amount of sound coming out of something this thin a little slab anyway so upgrades over there that's one speculation <laughs> speculation number two the third generation of airpods which we saw the counterfeit version uh pop up recently these are more in-ear style closer to the airpods pro mm. And so they've been leaking about for a while. So that could show up. Maybe a new iMac that looks a little bit more like the Pro Display XDR and possibly in colors. That's another thing that's been rumored for a while. Which, uh, are you getting one of these? Well, wow. These are uh, very strange colors. Hmm. Easter. Or spring. IMAC. Spring. Oh, yeah. Okay. Spring that into. Uh, all makes sense now. Something. Spring. I go for the silver. Silver. I like the silver. You were going to say the black one. Yeah. I mean, they go, mm-hmm. they're, they're both pretty nice. Mm-hmm. So you're getting one of those or what? Sure. All right. Maybe two. Oh, and then the thing is air tags. A lot of chatter about these air tags, Bluetooth tracking. These things have been supposed to come for a long time. They didn't come. Where are these things? Mm. Um. So that's probably the most likely of the bunch at this event. It seems about time. The others are a little bit more up in the air. And then an interesting one for me is potentially an Apple TV-related slash audio product, which I'm going to get into in a moment right after today's sponsor. Listen to this. Today it's honey because we all shop online. Because you shop online, Will. And so do the 17 million members 
on Honey. There you go. That have been saving money online as a consequence of using Honey. Thanks to Honey, manual searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. This is a free shopping tool. Plugs into your browser as an extension. It's free. You just add it to Chrome. Well, in your case, you're using Chrome. Mm -hmm. You go shopping as you normally would. You do not adjust your behavior. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the, to the checkout section. All right. And this is the terrifying part of online shopping. You see the price. Yes. And you say to yourself, oh, my God. What am I done to myself? Yeah. I'm out of control on this internet right here. But then, Honey starts searching automatically to search for the best coupons that are out there in the world. Mm -hmm. It applies the discount to the cart, and all of a sudden you say, would you look at that? I saved. I saved. A ton of money. A few bucks, and I'm getting all the stuff that I wanted. What a wonderful transaction. Honey supports over 30,000 online stores. From tech to gaming products, popular fashion brands, and even food delivery. Uh, I believe you were talking about having saved money recently, Will. What was that? You were buying snowboard stuff? Snowboard gear, yeah. Yeah. Saved a couple. Couple of bucks. Everybody loves saving money. Honey has found its over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It is free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast right here. That's the Lou Later Show. Mm -hmm. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash later. That's joinhoney.com slash later, Or click the link down in the description, which has the slash later. You need the slash later so they know we sent you. Go save some money. Now now would be a weird time to buy some snowboarding stuff. Maybe you got to get some sneakers or something. Well, this is the cheap time. Value oh, time. Oh, Willie do. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. I like savings. Ladies and gentlemen. That was a huge moment on this show. He just hit you. He yeah. just hit you with the knowledge. He hit mm -hmm. you with the wisdom. Snowboarder wisdom. Yeah. Now is the time to buy. I also bought a shovel. Snow shovel. Now is the time to buy. The winter gear. During wow. the spring. It's incredible to stuff. To build the day. I don't know what we would do without you, Will. Yeah. We'd all be paying too much money. That's what would happen. That's true. All right. This next product I'm talking about, which could be another one we might hear something about. I don't know. Apple has not updated its smart speakers. In fact, they got rid of the big one. And also to Apple TV, feeling a little bit antiquated at the moment. How about this? Apple reportedly developing an Apple TV with a built-in camera and speaker. Mm. Are you intrigued or are you afraid? I'm intrigued. Okay, definitely. good. Okay, yeah. because, you know, Facebook tried to put a speaker and a camera in your living room and everybody freaked out. Yeah. But Apple, I mean, their privacy. You let Tim in. You're like yeah. Tim. Take a look. I mean, what do you want to do? You want to? Yeah, kick you want, up your feet. You want to see Have what I, you want to see what I'm up to? No problem, Tim. Yeah. Yeah, people do believe such things. Mm -hmm. Well, it's because Tim's always ranting and raving about the privacy stuff. Mm -hmm. He's all flustered on the privacy stuff. Yeah, I'm not too worried about that. You know, him and Zuckerberg, they got their ongoing things. Mm -hmm. 
couple of CEOs. Doing CEO things. Siri equipped smart display also thought to be in the works. So here's the way this breaks down. Imagine the merging of the Apple TV and the HomePod. You slap them together. The audio on your TV sucks mm. for a lot of people. You may not have a dedicated audio setup. You get these companies out in the world. You got a Sonos company. Mm. You ever heard of them? Companies like Bose are out there. And they're trying to put these speakers on your TV anyway. Why don't you put the streaming thing right in there? Yeah. Because those are tiny. I mean, just slap that in there. Uh-huh. Get a better remote while you're at it. So you give me the remote, you give me the upgraded audio, and I got the interface to access all the content on a variety of applications I might access. Content. The oh. likes of Netflix. The likes of Disney Plus. Sure. The likes of uh, HBO Max. Yeah. I was watching Pirates of the Caribbean the other day. Oh, were you? Yeah, you didn't think I was doing that. Never would have thunk it. Man, big budget on those ones. Oh. The second movie was like over $400 million. So many effects. Holy So cow. much water. Boats. Yeah. Wood. A lot of it. The, the the Caribbean was involved. Oh, yeah, were they? Yeah, they were involved. Oh, okay. Looks beautiful down there, by the way. Yeah, very sunny. I've been there in a while. Sand and all that. So let me ask you a question. Oh, yeah, go ahead, okay. Will. So do you think that it would be a better strategy to market this as Apple TV with a speaker? Mm -hmm. Or a speaker with Apple TV? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they could totally make a sound bar out of this, right? That's make what we're saying. super cool and sleek. That's what we're saying. And then have Apple TV as... I think you just do both. I think you have them both. I don't think you get rid of the little box for people who are just not interested, don't want a huge thing. Mm -hmm. But you're like, from a branding perspective, I think, do they stick with the HomePod branding? Right. I don't know. Yeah. HomePod with Apple TV? Maybe. Maybe you stick to that because you know you're going to have all the voice assistant stuff. You're going to be able to sure. triggers. They want you using your voice anyway. Mm -hmm. So if you got the microphone right in there, maybe you're not even using the remote that much. Yeah. Just keep triggering with the voice. It's possible, depending on people's comfort level with constantly being listened to, but they're doing it with the other variety of smart speakers. Mm -hmm. Now, the one piece, which some people... May yeah, there you go. You were hovering the word. Yeah. Camera. Do we really have to have a camera? They all want us to do this video conferencing on the TV. And I understand people being locked down. They've been trapped. Well, mm -hmm. all these people are indoors. Is that what it's for? The I would assume so. What do you think? Games, maybe? Yeah, like motion tracking. Yeah, okay. A little bit of that. But they want you to FaceTime on your TV. Right. Imagine you FaceTime into the, to the whatever, the grandparents, the long lost relatives yeah look at me it's my living room we're hanging out now covid <laughs> you know you just throw up <laughs> yeah well i mean who isn't sick of all that chatter yeah i mean the world the world wants to get out in the world mm -hmm. i mean you of can't course. deny that and so some of these devices is a bit of a kind of sucks that it's a bit of a reminder that we need all these tools because can't get out there as much. Can't hang out for real.
Yeah. Anyway, so they put a camera in it because that's what people do. Or it could be like a security camera. No, it's not going to be about that. No? Okay. No. No, I already talked to them. Anyway, the other product they're going to do is like a kitchen product, which has a display on it too to compete with the likes of Amazon and others that have attempted to do that display. Mm. I mean, according to this report, that's another thing that they're working on. I'm curious to see how they, what they end up with, but it's a big market. And there were rumors for a really long time about Apple doing a TV of their own, like an actual TV. Mm -hmm. They didn't do it. They didn't want to do it. They haven't done it, but this might take them a step closer in that, okay, you own the audio. Okay, you own the assistant. Okay, you own the interface. Okay, you own the content. Now let's put it all together. Okay, you got the FaceTime. Yeah. And you slap it under the TV, and they, they pretty much become the TV at that point. Sure. And the TV becomes pretty dumb at that point. Yeah. If you're using their interface, their entry point for all the different they ways just, in which you use it. They just need to buy the displays from Samsung. I mean, they're close. Mm -hmm. Or LG, you mean. Because Sam, oh, Samsung yeah. been, LG, been yeah. buying displays from LG when it comes to the big ones. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. Maybe we'll learn more on 420. Uh, one more Apple story. Apparently, LG and Magna are very near signing a deal for Apple car production. That's our neighbors, Magna. Yeah. And so I don't know. You know, Apple kept traveling. This was the rumor to, to Korea. They were talking to the likes of... Hyundai and yeah. and and uh, yeah, all those guys. And then they went to Japan. They talked to a few guys. Sure, these are the rumors. Yeah, maybe the whole time they were like, it was all uh, smoke and mirrors. They really were about LG and trying to say to LG, look, you guys take a dip out the smartphone game, quick dip. Mm -hmm. Just be done with that. You don't want to sell these things. You're losing money anyway. Is this a conspiracy moment here? We cut a deal. Mm. We need a lot of uh, electronics, a, a lot of know-how. We're building this car real quick. We got this company, Magna. They're going to do all the car-related stuff. We need the smart-related stuff, the electronic stuff. We're going to need a lot of screens. Mm. And so they say, here's what we want to do. We take Magna, we take LG. You guys make a partnership. We're the third piece. We put an Apple stamp on it. We all make boatloads of money. We just count money after that. Perfect. And then LG and Magna say, all right, fine. Now, Magna, if you're not aware, this is a automotive company. They make a lot of components for cars that you know, and in rare cases, they make full-out cars. Think of them as like a Foxconn for automobiles. Mm-hmm. They make stuff on behalf of Mercedes and and, you know, they got operations all over the world. They're big time, big time company and more than capable of dealing with this type of request from the likes of Apple. You add LG to the mix and that's a lot of, what did I say before? Know-how. Yes. Well, you add Apple to the mix, you might have a perfect storm mm -hmm. and you don't have to step on any toes because the rumor was that they weren't having making any progress with the likes of the Hyundais, with the likes of the Kias. Yes. Because they were saying, what you mean we, we're not going to have a badge on there? Mm -hmm. It's going to be a big, giant Apple logo. We built the car. We ain't no Foxconn. We've been doing this. Mm -hmm. That's an actual transcript from the phone call. Tim Cook saying that? No, it was the dude that. Oh, Mr. Hyundai? Yeah, it was him. Yeah. Actual transcript. Yeah. 
allegedly. <laughs> they wanted, they said, okay, if uh, this is the rumor, but that they wanted a collaboration, more of an X in there. Mm-hmm. Like you can, we, we will do it for you on our platform, but we want it to be the Hyundai Apple car, let's say. Yep. Speaking of those types of collaborations, that's what Huawei's going to do. You know, they trying to figure out what they're, what, what 2022 and 2023 and 2028 looks like. Mm. And the smartphone business hasn't been so polite, so nice to Huawei. So they've been rapidly trying to figure out, okay, where should we be investing? And they start, they like the automobile right now too. Mm-hmm. China's a big car market. Well, few, yes. few cars being sold over there. Yeah. EVs, they got to be smart. They got to have the autonomous stuff. Way more EV companies than here. You can't even figure it out. Too many to count. Dozens. Huawei is going to invest $1 billion on car tech. It says is better than what Tesla has. Mm. Now, who do we hear this from? Well, we hear it from Huawei's rotating chairman, Eric Zhu. Or Zhu. You know what a rotating chairman is? Uh, he rotates in his chair round and round. A rotating chairman. Damn. They they uh they rotate that position throughout the year. Isn't that crazy? Huh. They got multiple guys. I think there's three of them. Oh. Multiple guys can take the role at a given time. Interesting. Anyway, they have agreed to team up with BAIC Group, Chongqing Chang'an Automobile, and Guangzhou Automobile Group Co. Here's a quote. The smart car business unit receives one of the heaviest investments from Huawei. We will invest more than $1 billion in car component development this year. China adds 30 million cars each year, and the number is growing. Even if we don't tap the market outside of China, if we can earn an average of 10,000 won from each car sold in China. That's already a very big business for Huawei. Here's how they see it breaking down. They are much more open to the idea of the X factor of the collaboration. Mm -hmm. They see it like Intel, how you would have a sticker on your, I have an Evo sticker on this laptop right Right. here. Yeah. So you would have, it would still be made by this variety of brands in a collaboration, but you would have the Huawei sticker that they're powering, uh, the smart components, autonomous components, right. things like this. And they would earn a percentage for having provided. And that's where the 10,000 figure comes in per unit. So 30 million cars is what they're adding. Wow. So a much different approach, a little bit more low key, but kind of the way they got to move right now. Mm-hmm. As far as the rotating chairman's concerned. Yes. The rotating chairman. Let me ask you something, Will. I need to know how you feel about this. This this was a thing that was quietly going on that I had no awareness of. Samsung has been in development of a branded TV show happening on Hulu. Hmm. Now, the name of the show is Exposure. Okay. Is it, uh, what kind of show is it? It's a photography competition. Uh, okay. Mm, it's okay. Fit- 
yeah, me, go let me, on. Let me, go just, on. let me do something for you. Yeah. Exposure is a photography competition. In photography, you have an exposure. In photography, in a competition, you're an up-and-coming photographer who needs exposure. If you're a brand that's paying to produce a show made for eyeballs, you're looking for exposure. Uh. <laughs> this little preview right uh. here makes the show look actually pretty cool. There's not a ton of like overbearing Samsung stuff. It could change when the show actually comes out. We just have to preview right now. Really? What's this phone then? But here's the catch. Here's the catch. For the brand that's producing the show that needs the exposure, the key characteristic of the competition is you can use whatever you want for these photos that will be graded by a set of judges and voting and all the rest of it. The all kinds of access to materials and models or whatever. Okay. You got to shoot it on a Galaxy S21 Ultra. Oh, there it is. <laughs> what? Hang on, man. Hang on. It's kind of a fun challenge. You're not happy. Well, let me guess. Does Samsung win in this competition here? What do you mean? The phone. No, every contestant has to use the phone. Yeah, so that means Samsung just wins overall. There's no, like, figuring out other phones and, you know, testing different UIs and software. But that's not the purpose of the content. The content... Are you sure? What do you mean? The purpose of the content, right, is here are the tools that are available to you. Okay. Right? Equal playing field. What can you produce given those tools? The tools here are not really that important other than the fact that they're equivalent across the board. Everybody here could shoot a better photo with their pro camera gear. Sure. The, the reason that it's a little bit more fun is it's a photography competition, but it has to happen off a smartphone, which is the way in which a lot of the, the majority of the world is taking photos. I see. Are you going to tune into this? Who's going to tune into this? <sighs> I just feel like it's a, so it's a it's like a contest show, right? It's like yeah. how you have those cooking shows, and like people get voted off. Yeah, that's what makes it confusing though, because like they're not using the same equipment, right? What do you mean? Like the chefs, they bring their own equipment, right? On a cooking show? Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't believe so. I think no? they know they all got to work in the same kitchen. Yeah, but they would have, have different like, the stations, same pots, and. Like, don't they bring, like, no. their own utensils? No. No? No, and the ingredients are set. There's always rules to make it so that you're dealing with the same challenges. Oh, okay. I presume I that. that the way this will break down in the show is they'll be like, okay, you get to use um, you get to use a model, and you get to use these props, and you get to use this lighting equipment, and, like, let's see what you can do. Because sure. then it really yeah. presses on the creativity. Right. Now, look, I... I'm trying to sell you the show right now. I mean, my, my intent was I, not to sell you the show. My intent was to showcase a, an unusual interaction for a sponsored piece of content mm -hmm. where it's loosely around the S20 Ultra. If you watch the preview, you'll see it's not, it's not the core of the challenge. Like, none of the photographers, at least in this, are saying, oh, I really love the S20 Ultra because... 
it allows me to do X, Y, Z. They're saying, no. I, they're saying, I need this. You know, I've been trying to make it as a professional photographer. I could really use this money because there's a bunch of prize money as well. Mm. It'd be, it's a very personal thing. Well, if it's personal, why don't they just let them use their own phones? <laughs> you know? Because the challenge is like, it's like Iron Chef. It's like, you got to cook. Here's a challenge. You got to cook sure, with but, clams today. But, and the, the chef is like, oh, is that in your repertoire? Can you do that? In this case, it's like, you got to figure out how to do the best work on our hardware. Figure it out. Hmm. That's the fun part. If they could use whatever they want, there's nobody watching. No, it. I'm just I'm just saying like the, the standard is just a smartphone. A smartphone that they're used to. But you're saying... If you want to, well, who's going to pay to produce that? Ground. Who's going to pay to produce that? Yeah, I mean, and and also, yes, I do agree with that. I like the equal playing ground. Mm -hmm. I I like the idea now. Like if the base is just smartphones in general, should and not they specific? Maybe they should all have a brand. certain amount of time to use the thing to become familiar with it. If you have one photographer who's been shooting on, sure, yeah. But the but the parameters of photography are equivalent across the board. Once you're aware of how to use the manual features on a camera. If if you're in an S21 Ultra, it works the same. I mean, you can control f-stop and uh, you can control control shutter speed. You can do a, a lot of manual functionality inside of the phone. Sure. I, and they're going to get graded based on creativity around how they use the tool. Yeah. It's like you give everybody a hammer and you're like, make a piece of art. Mm -hmm. It really stresses the creativity because you can't lean on your comfort level, which is like, oh, my here's all my equipment. Right. That I'm used to. Okay. Well, I'm curious about it. You you got me peaked. No, I didn't. Complete failure. No, I look, I just I'm in Are this, you gonna watch it? I'm in this business and I'm in this game. And so I see all these types of interactions and I like the creativity around trying to figure out ways to integrate the stuff that actually feels valuable or interesting. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy to do it. And these guys get around in, in boardrooms and they come up with terrible ideas mm -hmm. that are just so brutal. Yeah. That when I see something that's even marginally interesting, I'm like, hmm, uh -huh. maybe you touched on something here. Maybe there's some merit to that brainstorming that took place. Now, it all, it all comes down to when the show comes out, if it's too heavy-handed, if it's nuanced and you don't overdo it, and it is just about exposure and just whatever you know, side shots happen to pick up that logo, but it's all about the characters and it's all about the challenge, you might have something cool. Yeah, I completely agree with that. But if they're shooting like a commercial, like with the whole thing, it's, uh, I don't know. I feel like there's like an under- It's a very fine line. It's a very fine line how to do it. Yeah. 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 But at the end of the day, all these contestants, the prize money and the exposure, that's a big deal for them. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal for whatever they're trying to do. Uh, well, here's another story about Samsung's camera specifically. They're apparently thinking for a future version that they may team up with a traditional camera company similar to how the other brands have done it. Hmm. So we've seen these partnerships in this studio like crazy recently. We saw the Zeiss product on the Zeiss branding on well, Sony Vivo most recently. Mm -hmm. um, we have the Hasselblad collaboration on OnePlus. 
Yep. We have the Leica collaboration with who? I, Huawei had Leica for a while going on. There's so many partnerships. I can't even keep it together. Did did Oppo have one or no? Oppo? Hmm. Anyway, these partnerships are out of control. You find yourself a European camera company and you slap it on a smartphone. That's sure. how it works, Will. Yeah. Uh, in some cases, it's not just a gimmick, though. I was talking about the Zeiss coatings on some of the camera lenses, for example, on a recent Vivo device. Mm-hmm. Am I right about this? Have I nailed the correct device? I'm trying to make sure. The X, so many X, X50. X60. X60, right. Pro, correct. Yes, yeah, this, was the, this is the Zeiss collab. Anyway, there's the logo. Co-engineered. So the rumor is that Samsung's going to try to pull something off. Obviously, this uh, marketing tactic seems to be working now. Uh, this this one with Samsung is kind of interesting because it's around censorship technology. Mm. So the partnership that's being rumored here is between Samsung and Olympus. Now, Olympus has some censorship technology in their uh, mirrorless cameras, micro four-thirds cameras, which allows the sensor itself to compensate for movement for stability. So you don't actually need to have stabilization in the lens. Hmm. You have stabilization in the body. Now in smartphones, this hasn't really been a thing up until the latest iPhone 12 Pro Max. Only the Max model hmm. is implementing some form of sensor shift technology. The thinking here is that if Samsung makes a deal with Olympus that they may in introduce similar functionality to their next flagship device, possibly S22 Ultra or something like this. Uh, this came via tweet from a user, hey, it's Yogesh. As per the info I got, both Samsung and Olympus held talks about a possible partnership. The current status and extent of this partnership is not exactly clear. They could work on a special edition fold, or we could see this happen on H3, which is the S22 Ultra. And then Ice Universe jumped in and kind of uh, agreed to a certain extent that this is a thing that might take place. Hmm. Um, so this would, this would obviously offer up substantially better image stabilization, which is increasingly important as the focal length increases as well. So hmm. then they'll produce an entire, a whole new show around the S22. Sure. Yeah. And it's called Running with Samsung. Exposure again. <laughs> it's called More Exposure. Exposure Plus. <laughs> exposure Ultra. <laughs> Definitely. This one's a weird one. I don't know. This one, I can't. The Spotify car thing is real. And they started to send it out to people. It's a very limited release. You have to be a Spotify premium member and you actually don't pay for it. If you're selected, they just send it to you because they're doing some sort of study, some sort of testing around this thing. See if people want to use it in the US. They're still calling it car thing, eh? That's the actual name is car thing. And it is this display that fits 
kind of into your vent in your car. It has a big dial on it, a little screen, and it connects via Bluetooth to your vehicle, but then also to your smartphone. It has to pull information from your smartphone. And so essentially it's a remote. So I guess your phone is free to do whatever you use it for, maybe nav, or maybe it just stays in your pocket. And then you immediately start interacting with your Spotify content on the car thing. Sure. <laughs> You're smirking. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> they have a na- they have two navs going on. Weird. Oh, this you're talking about this individual? Yeah, this just this picture just Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, got a, lot, me a, a lot of people prefer the smartphone nav because sure, dep- yeah. depending on your vehicle, it might not be all that updated or comprehensive. It doesn't have as many points of, of interest. It certainly doesn't show traffic for a lot of different in-car systems. Yeah. I'm guessing you could use that screen for something else, if anything, and then use the nav on your dash. I'm just waking I'm just making this way more complicated, but anyways. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, this setup that this person has is uh, quite chaotic. Obviously not ideal. But this is the reality for a lot of people because in-car systems have sucked. Mm -hmm. So they end up mounting their phone and then Spotify is like, (laughs) okay, you're busy looking at your nav on your phone. So now we're going to give you this other screen, but then it's clamped on to the I mean, yeah. this is just a nightmare scenario in the whole the whole cockpit. Just another wire that's coming out as well. Because you got to power it yeah. from the cigarette or the 12 hole or whatever it is. Either way, it's interesting because Spotify is not a hardware company and it's tough in the hardware business. Now, they don't have a problem making money, but I haven't been such a huge fan of their mobile app. It's kind of... I'll jump in there every so often. Mm-hmm. But there's like weirdness, a lack of responsiveness when you switch from portrait to landscape. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know. They they seem to be indicating, like the indication seems to be that it's a fact-finding mission. This person's installation looks cleaner. Of course, their hand is covering the cable. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe. I just don't like that I have to, that I'm connecting that to the car and then the phone to that. It's like, mm-hmm. is that really going to be smooth sailing every time? Yeah. See, really what Spotify has to do is just cut the deals with the automakers so that the in-display uh, system has a Spotify button. Yeah. And then it launches me to that interface. Just make like a custom API and give it to the I'm sure this is very difficult to do because they need stuff so far in advance because of the sure. transit, uh, transportation people. And this is part of the reason why in, in dash systems are always out. They're outdated when you get them mm-hmm. for most manufacturers because they needed approval so far in advance. And So making their own hardware is not the move, you think? Well, it is for that reason that I just mentioned. It's hard to get your get your button inside of those systems that already exist. I mean, we did see, for example, Ford made the deal recently with Google mm. to have a tighter integration, essentially run Android in a car. So that's better. Then I'll just launch the... But maybe they're targeting older vehicles. There's a lot of older vehicles on the road yeah. that, that uh, don't have much of a smart interface going on. Yeah. But even oh, then, okay. if they decide okay. to Uh-oh. sell it, 
how much is it going to be? Well, what if it comes with your premium subscription? This thing? Well, if that it, right now does, they're sending. I mean, that's great. Right now they're sending it to people who have a premium subscription. Not everybody, but that's what they're doing right now. That'll be cool. I if mean, that's the case. If it's free <laughs> with your premium, I don't think it's going to be free forever. But maybe there's like a another tier of premium where it's somehow this is bundled in. Yeah, somehow yeah. is included. I don't know how they're going to do it. It also is voice activated, right? And there's a lot of cars out there that don't have any kind of voice inputs. But that this is the hard part for me is why not mount your phone? Is, is mounting your phone not enough? Do you do you really miss having a knob? Uh, maybe some people do. Yeah. It's very weird. Maybe that's why they called it car thing, because they know it's weird. They're like, hey, let's just experiment. Sure. See what happens. Uh anyway, you can you can control it with voice, you can listen to your podcast, you can listen to your music. But you guys tell me in the comments, is this exactly what you've been looking for or, or I mean, I'm kind of curious. The PlayStation 5 has gotten an update so that you can finally move games to USB storage. Oh, okay. And uh, this is a big deal. This is something I've encountered myself in the past with PlayStations. Not having the, any physical media. Everything is on an internal drive. Mm. And you run out of space if you buy a lot of games. And then what you end up doing is deleting... And then having to re-download, you want to play the game again. Mm -hmm. And it's a bit, it's a nuisance. Now on older PlayStations, you get a USB, you get USB storage and you actually just keep all your games there and you launch them and play them from USB storage. Mm. But as you know, in the PlayStation 5, you have this really fast storage, which is necessary to play these next-gen titles. So this doesn't sound as good as... It might not be exactly what you want. Uh, you're not going to be able to launch your games. Instead, what you're going to be able to do is move them to USB. And then if you want to play them again, move them back to the internal SSD. So you're playing a little bit of musical chairs here. So it's kind of like cold storage. <laughs> you're so crypto right now. <laughs> I'm in a mood. You are so yeah. crypto today. It's out of control. Yeah. Um, to the moon, right? Because it's faster. It's faster than re-downloading it. Yes. Like, absolutely. not even close. And and it also, it just feels like a nicer way to manage your games, to see them all physically there, even if they're not all clickable, playable. Yeah. As opposed to having to go back to the store, see what you've purchased, and be like, oh, yeah, I have that game. Mm -hmm. So... It would be nice to be able to launch it from the external storage. You can't do it. The internal storage is upgradable, though, if I recall correctly. Although this is such expensive storage, I don't know that anyone's going to do that. So, Right. Hmm. Here's the official line from PlayStation. With this feature, you can now transfer your PS5 games to USB extended storage for your, from your console's internal storage. It's a great way to extend storage capabilities to your PS5 console. And you can seamlessly copy your PS5 games back to the console's internal storage when you're ready to play. It is faster to reinstall PS5 games from a USB extended storage than re-download or copy them from disk. But because of the console's ultra-high-speed SSD, PS5 titles can't be played from extended storage. It's unfortunate, but I mean, I get it. Hey, Will, can I sell you... I'm going to sell you a minivan right now. Can you? I'm, gonna I'm dying for one. I'm going to sell you a minivan. Okay. 
This is the new Hyundai Staria. It is an update on the minivan concept for the modern age. Mm. Man, bi- minivans get a bad rap. I think... I think they're great. I think the minivan is about to make a big comeback. Yeah. Because look what happened... Deserves it. Look what happened with the van life types. Huh. The whole segment. It was like, damn, you can do a lot with a van. Yeah. Okay, but not everybody's going to go out of their way to get one of these vans and retrofit it. And people need something that's more accessible hmm. to them and more purpose-built. Hmm. Enter the new Hyundai Staria, which blew my mind. You like this one, eh? I watched the video, and the video is a little bit goofy. I'm just going to get that out the way. Like, whatever it is, the translation, the the dude that they hired for the... For the voiceover. Okay. I mean, I could have done it. I'm just saying, Hyundai, you know, you hit me up if you need to, whatever. Okay. But it doesn't matter because the thing sells itself. It doesn't even matter. Don't hire me. You don't even need me. Yeah. You got that guy. That guy's fine because and the of the video. Comfortably position yourself just how you want. Dude. It's almost like a dream. <laughs> a Dude. Dream. This is a 10 minute video. And the reason it's 10 minutes is because of all the different ways in which you can order this minivan. And that's what I love about it. It's almost modular. So the first version that they show off here is like a luxury model, which has a full lay down. Wow. Full lay down recliner seats, man. In the luxury model, huge windows, lots of glass. Lots of versatility. So they, they profile a couple of different use cases in this. Hmm. So the first is like a CEO type who wants to ride like that. Okay. Big motorized door, a lot of smart features, motorized tail as well, which just closes when you walk away from it. Futuristic front light over there. Man, I love the the boxiness of it. It's a box. It just looks so efficient. Ultimate utility. Yeah. Except on the front end where you get the aerodynamics. Sure, yeah. Because you need that for uh, better economy, obviously. So anyway, the first one here, this is the CEO, and you can see there's three seats in the back, and then the two huge recliners in front of that, and then two front seats. So this is a one, two, five. It's a seven-seater. Now, it's a bit corny the way it goes about the life of each individual. Okay. And to find the perfect layout for them. But it does such an amazing job of showcasing the flexibility of the platform. So so this is the luxury one, which may be the one you go for, Will. I don't know. But you go forward a little bit. This is the collaboration one. Now, this one... Is oh, a, cool. This one is three seats at the back, four seats in the middle that swivel so you can face each other, and then two seats in the front. Mm. That is, that's, a, that's a ton of versatility. Oh, yeah. Collaboration. I told you I'm going to sell you this thing right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. That's funny. So, so, so hold on. Go back, go back just a little bit over here. Oh, no, look, look, look. Okay, go, go back there. So he pushes. There's, there's little things. There's little things for me. This is like a, a whole walkthrough with he, some use cases. He pushes the, the back seat in to get more cargo because you can do that as well. 
Mm -hmm. if you need it in the back. But see how the chairs swivel? They're facing each other in the center. Look, he lifts that. Now he has a full trunk because he doesn't need the, the back seat, the final back seat. Look how they... Look how they're flipping around. Yeah. For and, like a meeting or something. And then they walk away. And since the key fob walked away, it knew it, knew it needed mm. to close up. So the tail, you can't forget the tail and leave it open. Cool. So that's the collaboration mode. The next mode is the family mode. This is an 11 seater now. 11 seats. 11 seats. So that's the two front seats, three, three, three. Uh. And the, so this family is heading out to uh, watch a, what is it? Like some shooting stars and some, some, some sort of uh, space event okay. taking place. And they get there and it starts raining. And so what they do, they all got to jump in a vehicle because it's raining. They can't watch the stars yet. And so they fold down all the seats, the three rows of seats. Look at the amount of space in here. There's three kids and two parents, and they're all lying down. Mm. Full glass everywhere. Is this the one that you're going to get? This is the 11-seater. Yeah. And I told you, the, the, the dialogue is a little bit corny, but... You just look at the way I know when people are upset, they're irritated, and they're like, Lou, it's a minivan, please. But like look at the look at the versatility. I just I think the attractiveness is the versatility. <laughs> yeah. You're like dad mode. <laughs> of is, course. Uh, very utilitarian. But here, here here's here's the here's the best one, okay? The last model. The limousine. Oh, there's one more. There's one more, the okay. limousine model. Here it is. Limousine model. Look at this. Oh, wow. Look at that screen and the starlight on the ceiling. And watch, look at the motorized desk that's about to come up in the center. Bang. This might be the one. This is, uh, this is cool. It's like driving to the airport or something. Let me ask you something. Private jet. Let me ask you something. Okay, out of all those four that you just this saw, one. you took the limo? Yeah. Yeah. This one's way cool. Yeah, it's going to cost a lot more, you know. For sure, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the CEO one at the beginning is kind of cool. That's too. fine, right? Full recline. That's what I was thinking. That was fine. Yeah. And the limo is going to have full recline as well, yeah. plus the bigger display and everything. But, I mean, the minivan is making a comeback. Now I got to give you the bad news. What? I got to give you the bad news. What? Well, what? I just wanted to sell it to you so I could then I could take it back. Yeah. And you can't buy as it. As you do. And you can't buy it. Why not? Because they're not even going to launch it here. They don't care about you. Oh. This unit is only going to launch in... Scroll down because there's good images. <laughs> okay. It's only going to launch in Asia and Australia. Oh. The 11-seat 11, 11 model will only be available in Korea, and there are no plans to offer the Staria in North America. Those lucky Australians. I hate to do it to you, Will. I sold it to you, and I took it right back. How dare you? Listen, Hyundai, get it together. Get me one of these minivans, all right? Get it together, Hyundai. Yeah. I need this in my life. I'm going to park it right over there. I'm going to go take a nap here and there. I'm going to go on a road trip here and there. Lovely stuff. Yeah. Cool. 
I don't know. It's, it's, it's also not electric, which is interesting. Hmm. Maybe they'll do, they'll probably do an electric version. It's only a matter of time, Will. Yeah. Once the minivan thing come back, explodes, those things are going to be in North America before you know it. Hmm. NVIDIA is going to be making some CPUs. They're coming to eat some Intel lunch. And obviously, tremendously successful company on the GPU side. And this foray right here has got to mean, uh, got to be somewhat terrifying for Intel. Intel's getting hit from every side. They were, yeah. they were uh, in that dominant position for so long. Uh, they're working on new ARM-based server CPUs that are being pitched to big cloud companies. That's a problem. Intel has been moving those chips for that, for those clients. Mm. And NVIDIA says first quarter sales are going to exceed its forecast range. They, they expect it to be a very successful operation. Intel shares are down on the news. NVIDIA is up. The graphics chip maker has designed a central processing unit based on technology from Arm Limited. That's the company you may recall that they were trying to acquire for a period of time. And then right. the, In the UK, right? anti-competition types were like, hey, 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 hey. Easy okay. there. Yeah. They were like, that's not cool. So it never it never took place, but I don't know if they're still trying or not. This deal, however, presumably beneficial to both parties, even outside of an all-out acquisition, mm. that they can start to uh, get into more servers. Apparently, uh, they've got a couple customers already. The Swiss National Supercomputing Center and the U.S. Department of Energy's Los Alamos National Laboratory are going to be the first to use the chips in their computers. Uh, NVIDIA is boasting about this. Um, let's see. Data center revenue contributes about 40% of the company's sales up from less than 7% just five years ago. Intel still has more than 90% of the market in server processors, which can sell for more than $10,000 each. That means huge opportunity. Mm -hmm. Intel's got 90% of the market. You're just coming in and already had a little success. That's a, that's a big lunch is what I'm trying to say. Uh, you know, so it's a, there's a variety mm -hmm. on the table. I haven't had a big lunch in a while. Kind of feel like one. Yeah, go for it. Microsoft, they cut a deal, uh, bought a company called Nuance. Did you follow this deal? $16 billion is a few dollars. Yeah. What, what are they? Nuance. I don't know anything about Nuance. Really? I told you to prep for this story. <laughs> Nuance is a, a speech AI. Uh, okay. They did Siri, and they are mostly interested in healthcare. Okay. So they are doing conversational AI, and healthcare obviously is a huge opportunity right now hmm. because of everything that happened with the COVID stuff and not being able to f physically interact. And so this is this is about engaging with patients, providing the tools to the healthcare providers, and uh, boosting speech recognition. So they they apparently have some of the best capabilities out there. Microsoft knows it. Microsoft wants to make a bigger play in health, and that's where this acquisition comes into uh, comes into effect. Microsoft announced it will buy Nuance Communications in a sixteen billion dollar deal. 
for $56 per share, which is a 23% premium. And now Nuance technology will be used in Microsoft's healthcare cloud products. Nuance was already a big customer, a big Microsoft customer, because their stuff was on Azure cloud. Mm. So they were already kind of tight-knit with that. But people, companies are seeing huge opportunity in healthcare and if, what the future of healthcare looks like. Mm. And uh, Microsoft obviously has some plans here for how this can improve. Did you, have you, since this thing has taken place, have you had an interaction with a healthcare provider since like post COVID or during COVID times? Uh, I saw my personal doctor like once. Physically? Family doctor, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Just uh, once. Because a lot of them weren't meeting people in person. Yeah. It was having to be uh, via video or voice. Mm -hmm. Which was strange because it was just like a normal health check, like an annual health check. And then oh. they were like, yeah, come in. Oh, interesting. I thought they were being discouraged from doing that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's your experience. But increasingly, it's going to be technology that enables a lot sure. of these interactions to yep. uh, limit the exposure. And also pos possibly just even do a better job. Uh, mm-hmm. GameStop, I, I saw this story. Apparently, GameStop is looking for a crypto expert. They're hiring a new position. They're also supposedly looking for a new CEO. And, well, GameStop, we know about GameStop. We follow the GameStop story. Yeah, a lot of changes. So they uh, put out a job advertisement, I think. They're looking for a security analyst who must have skills and experience in blockchain cryptocurrency or non-fungible tokens, otherwise known as NFTs. Mm. Other desirable skills for the candidates include machine learning, artificial intelligence, e-commerce, cloud platforms, esports, malware analysis, and threat intelligence. That's a job description for somebody at uh, GameStop's HQ in Texas. And this got people speculating on what their future plans are. And I was thinking, okay, you got into the PC hardware, right? And we all thought, perfect, yeah. Yeah, sell peripherals, hardware. Makes sense. On your website? And Makes stores. sense. You go online and you embrace the Amazon mentality, but with a greater degree of specification. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of like maybe Newegg or something. Yeah. But what's another way in which you can immediately differentiate yourself from Amazon? Embrace crypto. Mm -hmm. Be one of the first. I mean, these two communities seem sort of somehow entangled and i'm not necessarily saying you gotta immediately start accepting crypto we all know the complexity counting complexity and doing something like this but even having individuals that are knowledgeable of the of the scene you can imagine way, ways in which like i mean you saw in this description also also knowing about esports mm. you start to think about collectibles GameStop was interested in like bobbleheads and comic stuff and and uh, anime stuff and no, you know what I'm saying though. Yeah, it could, there's could, a certain culture to that. Could they also be involved in managing a, an enormous inventory? Could they become an NFT marketplace? Yeah, for co for collectibles. I don't, you know. Yeah, pop culture. NFTs, you know? All of a sudden, you start thinking about it. You're like, man, maybe GameSpot, if they make the right moves... GameStop. 
What did I say? GameSpot. Oh, GameSpot's a different one. Yeah. yeah. That's the, it's like I used Spotify to read. I used Shopify. to. I used to read that website. Yeah. When I was a kid, they yeah. were one of the biggest. Them yeah. and IGN. Yeah, GameStop. They can they can embrace their new memedom. Yes. And, and just like go full out. Yes. Full digital, like the most futuristic company you can interact with for all this variety of things. Mm-hmm. And now that's obviously not going to be easy, and it's not without its risk. But these are the type of people that they're looking for. If that happens to be you, you might be moving to Grapevine, Texas. Yeah. If that happens to be you. That's a great idea. Anyway. Uh, This is another great idea. How about Domino's delivers your pizza autonomously in this cute little self-driving pizza delivery bot? I mean, you got to love this, Will. Yeah, that's fun. This little guy. Keeps your pizza fresh without eating it. Fresh and hot. Maybe takes a slicer to no. It's a tiny little van like car. Actually, it doesn't look too different from the my dream minivan, Astaria. This is much smaller though. This is Neuro's R2 robot. The project was announced two years ago between Domino's and them. This thing drives around autonomously, rolls up in front of your house. You have a special code. You approach the vehicle, mm. unlocks, door, motorized, goes up, pizza inside. Nice. I mean, what a day. I mean, that's a day. That's an evening. That's a good time. That's entertaining. That's a good experience. I don't know if you tip. I don't know if you got to tip the bot or not. Some people probably will. Yeah. Throw some change in there. Yeah, I'm guessing the bot don't. The bot doesn't know any different. No. But uh, it got regulatory approval. And they're going to roll this out in uh, the Houston area in Texas. So if you order right now. From a Domino's location, the Domino's location in Woodland Heights, you can actually choose to have R2 deliver the food. And you can track R2 the whole the whole trip. R2. Yeah, that's the name of the robot. Yo, by the way, I show me. Look, I like the one down there. That's the old photo before it was branded with Domino's. Look at the one down there, the pizza robot. Yeah, look, click on that. Look how much food this one's fitting. Pizzas and salad and uh, yeah, garlic sticks and whatever else. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I said there's like two, two they, liter in there. Yeah, they would have to retrofit for multiple deliveries, right? You can't just have all of these only pizzas pizza and then you just take them all. You know what I mean? Like if there's, I guess it would have to dispense just one or like. Whatever you ordered. No, no, no. So the door... So it, first of all, it's got two doors. Yeah. So it could do more than one delivery. Sure, Because yeah. you only open the door that you have the pin for. Yeah. But if you think about it, when you got a pizza delivery guy, how yeah. many orders does he take at a time? Does he try to coordinate? It, 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 they must have figured out it's mostly two or three. Because I'm guessing there's probably more, maybe more doors on the other side. I don't know. Right. I'm guessing like... How do you make it so one person doesn't steal all the pizzas? I know. I wish they showed an open door on the Domino's one. Yeah, But I'm guessing inside the Domino's one, because they don't show an open door on it, I'm guessing there's compartments. Yeah. They would have to retrofit it. I'm guessing there's compartments. Domino's will provide customers with a pin, which they punch into R2's touchscreen, and it retrieves the order. Right. So they figured out a way, man. Oh, is this the video? 
Oh, cool. All right, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Leave, Boom, this, leave yeah. the video for a second. Boom. He's put a pin in. Look at this. Contactless. No, no retrofitting. Just it's only doing two at a time, I guess. Or maybe it's like uh, weighted or something. Like if you take too much, the car will just, I don't know, attack you. <laughs> like, hey, don't do that. It's loaded with weapons. Yeah. Look at it go. So cute. That's fun. Wow. So way it sees the world right here. Just flying around the neighborhood too. Easy. Jeez, is that a little <laughs> quick or am, I was seem a little quick? Okay. Sees everything, fully autonomous, lovely, comes through the neighborhood, signals the turn. It's interesting how they put the the black portion on the front to make it look like a windshield. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. you can't really tell. It seems like, oh, maybe it has a driver. I don't know. It's more approachable. So here it is. It's coming up to the house. And I guess it's going to pull up in front of the house. It doesn't, I don't think it goes in the driveway. I think it right. just pulls up in front. Oh, there's a person oh, walking a, a dog. dog. Yeah. This thing is really uh, booting around the neighborhood. Okay. This guy's waiting. He's got his phone out. He approaches. I guess he's going to put his code in. This is riveting stuff. Or maybe he doesn't even have to because he has his phone. Anyway, this is a demo. Pulls out his pizza. Bot closes. See you later. Peace. Lovely. Futuristic. That's cool. I don't know. Something tells me the complexity of rolling this out mainstream everywhere. Mm, yeah. We're still far away, but uh, it's cool that you can even do it as a one-off. Yeah. In this area. I can't imagine. If you were ordering pizza right now, you're in a Houston area. Your local store is the Woodland store. You're mm -hmm. clicking the robot, right? Of course. Yeah, you're clicking the robot. You yeah. want to you want to see the robot roll up? Yeah. Anyway, speaking of food, apparently uh, the honeymoon is over between McDonald's and Walmart. Oh no! You know how you have like a McDonald's in the inside yeah. the Walmart? Uh, apparently, it hasn't been going well. Really? Oh. Are you very upset about this? Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Partnership between the largest restaurant chain and the largest retailer in the world has been fraying for years. Wow, it's that bad. Eh? Uh, this summer, hundreds of McDonald's eateries located inside Walmart stores across the U.S. are slated to close because of sluggish business, a trend accelerated by the pandemic. So I think... Weird. Photo. Yeah, well, I think it's a video. Just stopped yeah. it. There's an army in front of Walmart for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Unrelated. They're going to McDonald's. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because it, with the pandemic stuff going on, you go into the Walmart. It's all—it's a different experience, isn't it? Yeah, it's not as kind of, and and also people are being more careful with the funds, with the money, mm -hmm. and maybe they go through and they just did all their shopping. And they had a big bill, and it was like I don't know, a couple hundred bucks, and then they see the right. McDonald's. They're like, ah, uh, it, it's just a it's just a rough time for a lot of restaurant related stuff like i noticed even starbucks been closing shops mm -hmm. and investing in more shops that have drive-throughs and one of the weird things for mcdonald's is they're seeing this saying well we're leasing these spaces in the walmarts mm. which don't have a drive-through and meanwhile our drive-through location down the street is jam-packed yeah so there's something about the foot traffic based restaurants because subway's in trouble they're, they're closing stores too 
Are they? Yeah, Subway's oh. closing stores too. Um, in July, McDonald's said in his second quarter's, quarter earnings report, it would be closing 200 restaurants in 2020, and half of them were going to be the lower sales volume Walmart locations. Mm. Now, the way this works inside of a Walmart, by the way, Walmart actually leases that space to McDonald's. So Walmart's going to turn around and probably try to lease it to some other. Yeah. Uh, I know actually Domino's was in a conversation. Oh yeah. To potentially just put the Domino's right inside of the, uh, right inside of the Walmart. Another thing that McDonald's was apparently not super happy about was that uh, sometimes Walmart would renovate the store, the whole store, but not the McDonald's portion of the store. That would be McDonald's business to take care of. Mm. And so oftentimes you would have like an outdated McDonald's inside of a mm. brand new Walmart. It would be a weird look to it. Right. So I don't know. Anyway, whatever. You know how these relationships go. Two mega companies and yeah. they're like, fine, we'll just close these stores real quick. Wow. I thought that they would be uh, doing really well because a lot of kids go to Walmart. I know, but I'm just saying right now. Families. Right now with the pandemic, it's fewer people in the store. Yeah. Everyone's got the mask on and they're like, the kid, even the kid at the end is like, can I get the fries or whatever? And the parents like, ugh, not right now. We got to get out of here. Yeah. It's just nothing is quite as spontaneous. Right. Yeah. Anyway, the, yeah. Uh, it leaves a few remaining. I don't know. Since you're going to miss it so much, maybe the local one will stick around. I don't sure. know. Yeah. Let's but, hope. But they're closing them down. Uh, here's a, a new take. We were getting all fired up about the seating arrangements in that minivan. Here's a new take on airplane seating. I got to get you. I got to figure out what you think about this. Are you prepared to sit like this on the airplane? (laughs) Right across from somebody else? Now, granted, you're going to get a lot more work done because you have a table in front of you. For those that are just listening, this is like a a new cabin layout. And it looks like a coffee shop sort of or a library or something where the seats are actually facing one another with a table, a workstation in between. Yeah, it's like a long table and a com. It's like a conference room. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, or a shared workspace. A lot sure, of those yeah. shared workspaces are like this. Um, believe it or not, this seat here would be sold at a premium next to economy. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, for people who want to get a lot of work done. Yeah. Oh, you hate it. It's uh, it's having to face somebody else the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Why can't they just put like a wall? You know. Hmm. Just put like a wall. <laughs> Why do you have to face them for like a five hour? Well, the wall would have to be quite tall, wouldn't it? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would have fixed it. I, I don't mind doing this. I'm if sure it has a wall. I'm sure they thought about it. I'm sure there's some reason they couldn't. What if it's what if you're sitting across from somebody you know? Uh Wow, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. Because I was thinking a lot of people travel together, and they could be sure. like, "Okay, let's get two workstation seats because yeah. we got all this work to do, and we can communicate." Yeah, that's fine. But if then everyone someone... else, everyone else, is gonna be so annoyed. You're making all this noise, and they're trying to sleep, and I don't know how it's all gonna work out. Anyway, this isn't. This is one of many designs that were pitched uh, at the Crystal Cabin Awards Association. I think there's a couple other ones you can look at. You might like more if you scroll down. It's a reimagining the airplane cabin. Uh, maybe you like this one better. Oh, this one's way better. Oh, you have your own personal like office. Oh, you like this one better? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, this one is obviously going to pay more for those seats, like a lot more. Yeah, that's true. But these ones are going to swivel. 
So oh, okay. actually you can face away from a person or towards a person if you're traveling with them and I you want to collaborate. So those ones swivel around. Then you really like those ones. Yeah. Um, this next one is more typical, but just upgraded a little bit. You see the neck rest and um, the extra table above the table for more items. Mm -hmm. There's a few tweaks over there. Uh, the last one, obviously you want that. That's another uh, pretty high end finish cool. and seat. And that's, those are actually showcasing an electric plane which i didn't even an oh. electric commuter jet wow um designed to go 650 miles so not long distances but anyway some cool futuristic cabins mm. um you ever think about wolves will yeah i i fancy them you showed me that video the other day of the dog the dog uh jumping all over the horse yeah and attacking the, the horse attack. and then the person's in the in the um the carriage yeah and everybody's screaming and it's really weird scenario the dog just like flips down it's like i'm gonna get this horse right now mm. anyway it got me thinking because obviously it's a weird clip not something i expected to watch it but you put it in front of me then on my feed the following day i get this uh -oh. i get this article about how wolves used to survive pretty much eating horses. Oh. That that was their main diet up until more recently when they transitioned to caribou and things like this. You had a lot of wild horses. Yeah. So maybe that dog in the video was just like tapping into some... Primal instinct. I'm going to take that horse down, although it made a bad bet in the video we're talking about. Ooh. I'm sure you've seen it was viral. It made a bad bet. You don't want to... A horse is a big deal, and you best have some buddies with you if you think you're going to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with a horse, you best not be solo as a dog or even a single wolf because uh -huh. you take that that back leg to the jaw. All you need is just one. Um, gray wolves are among the largest predators that have survived the extinction at the end of the last ice age. They're still kicking it. They're still out there. Anyway, they did this really cool science stuff, Well, where they looked at the uh, teeth of wolves over time and they were able to tell from the actual wear marks on the teeth exactly and and other factors uh they were able to tell specifically what their diet had consisted of oh wow so they went from horses to like they did a they, they actually were able to do take down some of those uh, mammoths as well the woolly mammoth can you imagine that endeavor now, you're going to have to, once again, you're going to have to have a few wolves to approach something like that, but they were able to find evidence of such a thing existing as well. The research team led by museum paleontologist Dr. Danielle Frazier and student Zoe Landry analyzed evidence preserved in the teeth and bones from skulls of both ancient 50,000 years ago all the way up to modern gray wolves. Cool. Uh, we can study the change in diet by examining wear patterns on the teeth and chemical traces in their bones. They're doing it actually over at Carleton University. They can tell us everything oh, yeah. about what the animal ate by the scratch marks, the scratch marks on the teeth. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, apparently, yeah, here we go. This is the analysis. Uh, the modern diet caribou and moose is well-established. Um... However, back in the day, horses, which went, went extinct at that around that time, accounted for half of the great wolf diet. 
and only 15% came from caribou and sheep. A little bit of mammoth mixed in. Hmm. Crazy what you can pull from this. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was reading the comments on this article, and others had suggested that this may have something to do with uh, other um, predators having left the scene as well, opening up different opportunities. Huh. For example, uh, you ever heard of saber tooth? Yeah. Is that a cat? You don't want to compete with that. No. It's got a saber tooth. Even if you're a wolf, yeah, you don't want to go toe-to-toe with that. Anyway. Uh, oh, this next one. Uh, I, brought, I brought this one in because I was still buzzing off of the uh, Neuralink story. The, right. the, uh, the monkey, monkey playing Pong with its mind. This is actually kind of a sad story, but I feel like someone, th- th- this individual has to get in touch with Neuralink ASAP. Or Neuralink has to get in touch with this individual ASAP. Anyway, here's the story. Okay, so you have uh, this woman, Chantel Gia Cologne, Coloni. She was a model. She was working in an event, I believe, in Vegas. She actually just wants to be close to you because you also have an allergy like this. She, her allergy way worse than yours. Severe nut allergy. Wow. Um, let me make sure that I get this right. Okay, exactly what happened. So uh, she was at a convention, working at a convention at Mandalay Bay. Familiar place for us too. She was 27 at the time. This was back in 2013. Her friend bought her frozen yogurt and put a bite-sized pretzel on top of it. Can you imagine? This is uh, another thing. Another thing about this story to put out into the world is the seriousness around these type of allergies. Yeah. Because it's a type of thing that it, you feel like you could be caught off guard. You made some stupid choice. Like, I mean, I feel bad actually for the friend. The friend obviously had no ill intent. Mm-hmm. But the story, if you put this story out there, then people are going to just be a little bit more careful. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, this, this it was one of those. It was one of the ones will with the with the pretzel with the peanut butter inside. Have you ever seen these before? No. You uh, can you can have a little square shaped pretzel with the peanut butter inside. I don't know the company that makes it. So she ate it, I suppose, thinking it was a regular pretzel. Something and, like this. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Something like that. The peanut butter hits and the severe allergy kicks in and the shock kicks in and she can't breathe. Hmm. And, 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 now, and now the, uh, the oxygen deprivation is happening. And I'm guessing she didn't have an EpiPen. So that's what the lawsuit's about. The convention center, the staff or whoever had been hired for the purpose of the convention to be the emergency group, paramedic, whatever. Yeah. They didn't have the right type of shot. So it's very complicated. Uh, During, uh, they argued that neither of the two medics on site that day had IV epinephrine, an adrenaline treatment for severe allergic reactions. The epinephrine they had was intramuscular, Hmm. which they did use, but it's not fast enough. Hmm. Which I, again, another thing I didn't know, but like now I'm on high alert. Yeah. 
Because I hear from the kids at the school, they're like, well, this person's got that one and this uh, allergy and this and that. And you, you hear stories and it's like, holy crap, you just bite the wrong, holy crap. All it takes is one bite. You just bite the wrong, oh. And you feel it, like, instantly. Well, this comes from Willie Do. Yeah. So yeah. you can tell people why, how you know about it. No, just having, like, a nut allergy. Uh, I've made the mistake of eating nuts before. And it sucks. Like, it's just instant. And mine's not severe. It's just I get a stomach ache. And uh, but and, and then you have to... And it, it would last, like, an hour or two. And it would feel like... I would feel like crap. And it would suck. Like... And what are you doing? You're yeah. vomiting as well, right? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I saw it happen before. And I was like... I was like you, you're also going red and stuff as well. Yeah. It's not a pleasant... Like, it's physical and mental. Mm -hmm. For sure. Well, anyway, in her case, very severe reaction. She ends up being deprived of oxygen so long by not having the correct treatment and taking too much time for the next people to arrive. She's deprived of oxygen so, so long she becomes a quadriplegic. Brain damaged. Yeah. Brain, oh. brain damaged after the allergic reaction. Now, they did win a case against the, I guess, the convention center. Yeah. And so... um. They've got some cash, but it, it, it makes you realize the importance of having this stuff on hand and the, the seriousness of working a position like that. Like you imagine how fast all this stuff happens and how much time you have to react and whether you're prepared or not. Mm -hmm. It's wild stuff. But anyway, I wanted, of course, to... Um, I, I, the Neuralink stuff is not, is not ready yet. However, if I'm in a position like this, if I'm... Uh, I mean, she's 35 years old now, but she's been going through this, I guess, for, wow, 10 years? What, what? No, not 10 years. It happened when she was 27. So going through this for like eight years, for me to even, to even see a technology like that where I may be able to better interact with the world, mm -hmm. you start to connect the dots there. And they have said with Neuralink that that's the target. And I don't know how close they are, all right? And I don't know what they're going to be able to. She was actually an actress. She was in a, some movies and stuff as well. Mm. A crazy story, but anyway, um, if 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 I'm her or people around her, or whatever, I'm 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 uh, trying to figure out how to embrace technology and if it can enable any extra abilities. Yeah, and so I couldn't help but read those two stories in tandem and be like, "Oh, get on the get on the list, mm -hmm. get on the list." I don't know, man. I'm, I, look, I understand not everybody's going to be a candidate. There's all kinds of factors. I mean, they're putting a monkey for now and pigs and stuff. Yeah. Ready for prime time. But but even if it's not ready for prime time, you know what is ready for prime time in this situation? It's hope. Just a little bit of hope. Yeah. That like maybe it's not going to be exactly how it is. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's something on the horizon that's going to shift the outlook a little bit in a positive direction. Yeah. Best of luck. Uh. A slightly lighter note over here. Don't mind me. I'm just moving my house in my pickup. I, when I saw this, by the way. Nice. When I saw this, I thought I didn't think it was real. And I'm sure that I'm not alone in that. Yeah. I want you to scroll down and play the TikTok that caught this in action. It's right there. You, you, you uh, just click on that right there. Yeah. It seems unreal, like a Disney movie or something. 
this thing driving down the road. This is a pickup truck and it actually has a, a warning on it. This could result in serious injury. It is a regular F-150 pickup with a literal house full of goods tied to it in the most precarious way you could ever imagine. Unbelievably dangerous. Nice. <laughs> it's uh, very comical. It looks like a cartoon. Despite the danger. It looks like a cartoon. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't... Man, those uh, springs on the car. Oh, yeah, the shocks, yeah. Uh, Suspension. Well, uh, the thing the, fun, the thing about it is it is a ton of stuff, but I'm not sure how heavy it is. You know, a lot of it... Sure, yeah. But, yeah, it doesn't... I don't know. It still doesn't make sense in my brain how it's all... He's not even traveling that slow, like... Very efficient, oh. I guess. You know, sometimes when you drive in your car and you have something like hanging out the back, mm. you know that feeling of anxiety? Yeah. If you, you have like... or accelerate too yes, hard? Yes. Uh, Imagine yeah. this guy's version of that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, funny. hopefully he got where he was going safe. Yeah. It's not an advisable activity, but uh, that's a cartoon in real life right there. 